Hey, it's Sky Brothers here. View from the cheap seats this week. We have an unbelievable guest. Uh, he played for in the NFL, had over ten thousand six hundred yards rushing, and now he's got a great acting career. He's Thomas Q. Jones. Man, did you have fun on the show? Man, I had a blast on this show. Thank we you so much deep. for inviting me. Yeah, we got super deep, man. It was early in the morning out here in the West Coast. Man, Listen, y'all, got man, my, y'all got my brain working early, man. Talk so. Issues. I'm yeah. talking issues. I'm saying, look, we got so deep, we put her butt to sleep. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. This week on the Mystic Party, Jackson Stewart, Ghost Affairs, and Jelly Beans. Hit it, Ghost DJ. Welcome to the Mystic Party. The world's the world's premier cryptopsychology show. I'm Bria Grant, Southern California's leading psychic. And I'm Zane Grant, visiting professor at University of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Zane, so so great to have you. So nice to see you again this week. Our guest today is Jackson Stewart. Jackson. Hi. How's it going, gang? Thanks for coming on. You're very welcome. Some people might know you because you um, wrote on Supernatural, worked for Supernatural for many years, and uh, you have a new movie that you're about to film, which is very exciting, we'll get to, but mostly you have a paranormal problem, which we're also not ready to talk about. Not quite yet. Not quite yet. But are you like super excited to be at the Mystic Party? I am. uh, it's, It's a new experience, but I'm looking forward to it. You told me a second ago that you've never listened to any podcasts. I've uh, I've been to podcast tapings before, but mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever listened to one all the way through. Did, we, like, we like to call them recordings. Oh, did yeah. you study oh. podcasts in high school? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did. Yeah, I remember when we that was a new uh, a new thing. Podcast one one oh one two thousand one podcast two thousand one yeah <laughs> space odyssey exactly <laughs> exactly Zane, how was your week? Oh, it was great. Mm-hmm. What'd you do? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I had a special case mm-hmm. of diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like what made it special? Well, it wasn't bacterial. Did, what, oh, did it, it was come out in crazy colors or something? It wasn't viral. Wasn't viral. Wasn't bacterial. Mm. It was supernatural. Oh, oh wow. supernatural was it a ghost? diarrhea. Ghost diary? It was caused by a ghost that I saw that scared me really bad. <laughs> <laughs> that makes it supernatural diarrhea. <laughs> That's the myth. Yes. Uh, it was one of these really, really scary ghosts. I was at a hotel mm. in Frankfurt, Germany, mm-hmm. doing a little bit of research on Hans Zimmerman. Mm-hmm. Is he the uh, composer of Black Rain, the uh, popular Ridley Scott film from the 1980s? He was. Nice. Yeah, and mm-hmm. he had lived in Frankfurt mm-hmm. on mine. And uh, yeah, I was just hanging out, doing a little typing. Next thing you know, I look up, and there is this freaky ghost lady, mm-hmm. unlike any I've ever seen before. Mm-hmm. She screams in my face. Fortunately, I was typing on the toilet at the time, and the diarrhea just came out. Mm-hmm. So I don't were know. You, were you typing on an electric typewriter or a laptop? Both. 
Really? Oh, at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Some, some you must have a good setup in there. Yeah. I do. I always stay at the same place. This is a. It's a. It's not a real hotel. It's a. Um, it's kind of like a mix between a hostel and uh, graveyard. It's no. No. It's a. It's a room above this a butcher shop that this old lady rents me when I'm there, and she has a cat named Snoopy. Mm-hmm. And she brought it by last Thanksgiving when I was up there mm-hmm. to say hello. I really appreciated that. That's why I stayed there again because I mm-hmm. thought, wow, what a great place. But it turns out it's full of ghosts. Well, yeah. And then it turned out, oh, to my embarrassment, that it was that the old lady and she was trying to bring me a towel. Oh. Why was she bringing you a towel? Because I was staying there. Oh, 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 oh. So, like, for drying off after a shower. Right. She was stocking the bathroom with towels. She, wasn't, she didn't oh. know I was in there. Well, that sounds like a crazy week. Well, that was just one day, but yeah, that mm-hmm. was a crazy event from this week. I think it's time to get to news stories. It's time for us to give some unsolicited, unsolicited advice. advice. Now, we have a new thing this week, new new thing going on this week. It's called Kiki, the news girl. It is a she. She's a girl. <laughs> Hi, hey, Kiki. Guys. hey, get hey real guys. close to the microphone when you're talking, Kiki, because you hey, don't y'all. have any headphones on. I'm a girl, as Bria just clarified. Yeah. Kiki, Kiki thank you for being here. Girl. Do you think, is news your favorite thing you ever do? Is news like your number one hobby? News comes uh, just shortly after yoga mm-hmm. and donuts. Okay. So, so it's, it's like third. That's, that's pretty Yoga, good. donut, paranormal news stories. Yes, exactly. For unsolicited advice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. What's the first news story, Kiki? All right. This one uh, This one is for all of you X-Files fans, uh, which we love that documentary series here. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one is about an ex-FBI officer, and the headline is, Ex-FBI officer claims she saw a field of angels guarding oh. the Flight 93 crash site on 9-11. Wow. So, God-fearing Americans are going nuts right now. She wrote a book called In the Shadow of a Badge about her experience. The Shadow of a Badge? Shadow of a Badge. Uh-huh. I think that means her FBI badge. Oh, I understand. I, I understood. I, I didn't get that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think she like really wants to make sure everyone knows that she's a super official FBI agent and like not a whack job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, she says that when this plane was crashing near her residence in Pennsylvania, that's when I started seeing like shimmery lights and it was kind of misty and that's when i first saw like the angels there she explains and i didn't say anything to the guys because you can imagine if i would have said i just saw angels on the crash site they'd have called the office and they'd have said she lost her mind and tell her to go home mm-hmm. yeah so now she wrote a book about it mm-hmm. because she like wants to let people know i saw angels at the flight 93 crash site mm-hmm. what do you guys think about that I mean, that's, that's, that's quite a story. I mean, I think she solved a little bit of her own problem by writing a book. You know, if you see an angel, my advice is always to write a book. The proof is in the pudding. Explain. Write a book. Okay. That's your pudding. The, put- the book is a pudding. Fill it the with proof. proof, which is your experience. Uh-huh. The, here's what I wonder is how do you identify it being an angel? Versus uh, like a ghost or... Oh, you think it was maybe a field of ghosts. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, do they have wings or? Mm-hmm. That was a question I actually had. And so I bought the book. Oh, good. And her answer is she doesn't believe there's any such thing as ghosts. Oh. She thinks there's only such things as angels. Short-sighted. My mm. question is, what about the terrorists that were on that plane? Maybe did they become angels? Maybe mm. they're absolved of their sins, and they also became angels. Yeah, what no, a, I don't, I, I don't. Well, maybe who knows? It's a crazy universe out there. Well, I think maybe I have some unsolicited advice for those angels who are dealing with terrorist angels. <laughs> Send them straight to hell. Oh, send them to, send hell. Them to Con- hell where they belong. Controversial opinion. Bria doesn't like terrorists. Contro- that's what people say about me is I'm really controversial. I have a controversial opinion. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't like angels. Oh, oh wow. man. And so that's what do you think? What do you when do you turn into one? I think that angels often meddle in people's affairs. Mm-hmm. Like, Sh- come short, down. Shortly after death. Yeah. And they, then I get a call, and people are like, hey, I got a ghost over here. And I'm like, okay, cool, let me come over. My rate for a ghost is really high, we all know. Yeah, it's very expensive. And then and then I get there, and it's an angel, and I'm like, I don't know what to do with this. Oh, yeah. It's tough. Call a priest. Yeah. Agreed. So, yeah, I think that that's good advice. If you see a terrorist angel, mm-hmm. send them... To hell. Maybe it's some good send, advice for all angels. Send them to hell. Send heck. all the angels to hell. To hell. <laughs> Jackson, send. this is a podcast. You can. I know you don't listen to any podcasts, but you can cuss on this podcast. Okay. I'd prefer you not to. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'll, I'll just use outdated. Uh, it is. It is uh, a f- fake swear word. Gosh darn it. Yeah. Exactly. It is a family show. We know a lot of families that sit around and listen to the podcast every Friday night, even though we come out on Tuesdays. They got to save it. They yeah. end up, they end their week, and that's their little reward. It is the little reward. The seventh circle of hell is reserved for angels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what they say. That is, is Dante's say. Inferno. It's a tricky balance there. Well, I'm not sure we gave any advice to that, but let's move on to the next news story. Kiki, news girl. Kiki, news girl. Can we get another one? All right, we have some news here from Louisiana. For one Louisiana woman, a pair of satanic symbols drawn into her coffee order in what appears to be caramel was anything but sweet. Starbucks apologized to the woman, a Baton Rouge school teacher, after she complained on Facebook that a barista had drawn a pentagram and three sixes into her coffee. Mm-hmm. She complained on social media, and then they solved it by writing her back on social media. Did you pentagram know- in her coffee. Did okay. you know that Starbucks... Their logo is actually a pagan goddess. Uh, you know, I I think I did. Yeah, it's supposed to be Freya, I think. Yeah, someone else told me that a very long time ago. I think went back when I was living in Oregon. Back when you were very religious. Back when I was extremely religious, and yeah. So what are you guys saying? Me. You made religious visits to Starbucks. <laughs> exactly. I mean, what are you saying about Starbucks? Oh, I'm saying, look, it's it's already there. Mm-hmm. It's in the pudding. <laughs> they, from the foundation of Starbucks, they were already headed that direction. So I don't really see how they could get mad at a low-level employee for following the example that they set. Right, because they push demonism yeah. and Satanism. 
if so, you don't like it, if you don't like it's it, it's one of these cases where she was clearly just following the orders of the higher ups, and uh, she got busted for it. And it was like, but it's really coming down from that. My thought yeah. is, it goes all the way down the chain with these things. Mm-hmm. If you don't like. Pagan practices in mm-hmm. your coffee. Mm-hmm. Go buy coffee at Chick Fil A. Yeah, oh, yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. And if you're a homosexual, and you lo- don't like pagan practices, and, and you do like pagan practices because homosexuality is one, uh-huh. then you go to Starbucks and order a chicken sandwich. There you go. But what if you don't like pagan practices? And you are also homosexual. I just told you. Listen, you can have you can have differing opinions. Hmm. Differing go to, go opinions to coffee, or beliefs? <laughs> beliefs and opinions. You go to coffee, bean, and tea leaf. <laughs> just go to coffee, bean, and tea leaf. That solves all the problems. Why? Because they support all opinions and beliefs. Or you could go practices. to uh, Susina on Beverly. Support of Wait, this lady's in Louisiana, so let's not make her make well, her drive. Maybe she can just take a little trip out we'll to Los Angeles. I'm talking to my Louisiana friends. Mm-hmm. All right, well, if you want to go, it just, it just popped into my head. Rabbit jambalaya. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Have some Cajun down on the bayou. Uh-huh. Don't go to church. I have a I have a question. Yeah, it's and, a slight tangent. Did you ever play that game, The Adventures of Bayou Billy? Did I play it? Yeah. <laughs> I wrote it. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I, that's what I imagine life in Louisiana being like. People Roving gangs through swamps. Teams. Yeah. <laughs> Someone steals knives. your girlfriend. Yeah, <laughs> girlfriend getting stolen. You pick up a knife, start stabbing people in front of you. Wearing a straw hat. That was a pretty weird... A there should be game. more movies like that. I think Crocodile Dundee was sort of. I think. I mean, it's like kind of a Crocodile Dundee ripoff. Uh, but Bayou Billy was Crocodile yeah. Dundee. Exactly. That's not a knife. Well, no. thank you, Kiki, the news girl. <laughs> Appreciate you uh, bringing in some news stories for us. Um, I think it's time to move on from unsolicited advice. Do you guys ready to move on, or you want to keep talking about Bayou Billy? <laughs> I, I would love... I, I could talk all day about Bayou Billy. What was that game where there were like these people who were themed after birds and they were like kind of superheroes? <laughs> uh, oh, no. I'm thinking of the game where the guy ate a jelly bean. Are you talking about Gotcha Mom? Maybe. Named after what birds. was the one where he ate a jelly bean and his goop... Boy in his blow. Yeah, that's right. His goop. His goop turned into something. Goop like that. He like becomes website. a ladder or like yeah. a hole in the ground. We should have that blob on here as a guest. Oh, we should have that blob. He's great. That's a great He's idea. very sweet. Very He's good. Very sweet. Good attitude. Mm-hmm. Loves Helps jelly helpful. beans. Loves the jelly, jelly beans. beans. And I bet... He's super excited because Easter is just around the corner. Oh, and my that God. means he's going to get... He just, like, goes and turns into tons of things inside the Walgreens <laughs> aisle, too. He's going to get a blob belly full of jelly beans. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Blob belly full of jellies. <laughs> and then the thing is, though, guys... Uh-huh. That's a good time to cut to our sponsor. <laughs> oh, our sponsor? Jelly bellies. Coming to you with jelly beans. Yeah. All kinds of flavors. Mix them up. Put them in your mouth. Popcorn, banana. Oh, my. Oh. How about jalapeno tree? Uh-huh. No? 
green apple and lemons. That makes it taste like a rainbow. I like the one that tastes like a tire. Um, We're in the middle of a commercial right now. (laughs) Sorry. Hey, do you like tires? Try licorice flavored jelly beans. Um, How does your dog smell? Coconut flavored jelly beans. Eat two. Are you unhappy with your love life? Rub some jelly beans on your anus. But only, uh, only, only use cherry. Jelly beans are a great substitute. A grape substitute <laughs> for anal beads. <laughs> Don't worry if you have a fair weather friend. You could still give him a box of assorted nasty jelly beans. Now coming in nasty variety pack. Mm-hmm. Booger. Snot and licorice. Chocolate. Snot. That's the best flavor. That's the best of the nasty flavors. Old sweater smell. Old spice flavor. Grandpa toes. Junior high student flute spit valve. Polyester. <laughs> the movie. That's a good commercial. Nah. Um, you know, we have a new segment on the show that we introduced last week. We like to call it Mom Questions. Mom Questions. Um, and this week we actually got mom, our mom, to call in with her questions. <laughs> to call in with her questions. With her question. From um, a show a couple weeks ago. Because we don't do these in order. With Sandeep Parikh. Could we get our mom question? Hi, this is mom. Um, I have a sh- question about the show that you had with Sandeep. Um, it was about the robot homosexual. And it was something like... It, you know it's a homosexual if it has more ones than zeros? I just don't get it. Says so she doesn't really understand the paranormal. Mom doesn't. She has a lot of trouble with robots, ghosts, vampires, anything paranormal. But robots, obviously, is one that stumps her. Paranormal Binary. robots. Yeah, paranormal robots. So to answer your question, mm-hmm. ones and zeros, as Jackson just prequeled, are... Uh, Binary code, the basis for all computer languages. Mm-hmm. Now, the joke was ones and zeros also... Well, the joke could be interpreted in many ways, I believe. Mm-hmm. One, it could be... The ones could be dicks, and the zeros could be balls. <laughs> <laughs> ones and zeros. Another version might be the ones... Could be dicks, uh-huh. and the zeros could be buttholes. <laughs> and another version of that that you could interpret, which is a misinterpretation, the ones are dicks, and the zeros are vaginal. Orifices. I don't remember if it was supposed to be homosexual or not, but just inference, mom. Mm-hmm. Try it. You can do it. It's a good question, Mom. 
And it's that, a good question. Good for clarification. That's all we got this week on Mom Questions. That's good. We have a button in this room and you press it, it says bullshit real loud. I don't know why. Um, Jackson. Hey, I forgot to say something a second ago. Rewind. That Starbucks news thing was sent in by a listener. So listeners, if you're interested, tweet us a news story, tweet it to us or Super Creative, or I might make a Facebook page and you can put it on the Facebook page and we will read your news stories. Any paranormal news stories, we will love to give you some unsolicited advice for free. Or tweet it to a celebrity mm-hmm. and have them tweet it to us. Oh, that's a good idea. Because we don't read other like regular people tweets. Yeah. Unless you're famous, yeah. it, you just skip right over. Yeah, we just skip right over. Jackson, it's one of our favorite times of the podcast, and that is, it's time for a quiz. Huzzah. It's a quiz. Oh, good. Can we play that again? Mm, okay. Can I have a copy of it? It's a quiz. What you don't know is that we're about to play it again, but with different words over it. But we'll get to that in a second. Well, I could listen to it all day. Jackson Stewart, writer, director, friend. (laughs) Um, We uh, like to do a quiz with every guest based on something we're really sure they know a lot about. Um, And so we figure that since your name is Jackson, you probably know a lot about jackalopes. Um... I know very little about them, but I might know enough to uh, stumble my way through. Okay, great. That's the vote of confidence. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> Question number one of the quiz. We all know that the jackalope is a very adorable, adorable bunny with antlers. But what skill does the jackalope have that you may not have heard of or know about? I'm reading this really poorly. A, the ability to imitate train noises. B, the ability to scare off wild chupacabras. Or C, the ability to eat an entire cantaloupe in one bite. I'm going to go with B. The ability to scare off wild chupacabras. We're a big fan of chupacabras on this show. We'd love to have some on. Yeah, if you know any. Um, Unfortunately, that is not the answer. The answer is A, ability to imitate a train noise. Oh, no. Yeah. Jagalopes have been reported to be able to mimic a lot of various sounds such as cowboy whispers, Cars and other animals. Uh, this is also this was reported by cowboys who are really lonely at night. Mm. That's who reported that. Cowboy whispers and train noises. I hear that. Most Lonesome whistle blow. Mm-hmm. That's the wrong. You got it wrong. Sorry. So let's I'll just hope we don't. for one. We don't I'll, have to slit your throat if you get zero. I'll try harder on the next one. Okay, ready. When does the jackalope prefer to mate? A. During a full moon. B, early in the morning when female jackalopes look their best. Or C, during a thunderstorm, particularly when the lightning flashes. I'm going to go with C. 
That is correct. Yay! Good job. Um, Thunderstorms are the peak time for jackalope mating, and they really like to do it when the lightning flashes. They're really super fast, like faster than people can see. So I think they're They're very visual creatures. Yeah, yeah. that I do know about them. Like they really like. Yeah, they they like the contrast there. Oh, 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 that's good. That's good. Um, I'm having trouble scrolling. Question three: What is the best way to catch a jackalope? A, wait until the full moon rises and the jackalope will confuse it for a setting sun and will emerge. B, leave out a bottle of whiskey, the jackalope's drink of choice. Or C, to not listen when it yells, that way, he went over there, in a cowboy voice, which is, I guess, more like, that away, he went over there. Or D, all of the above. Hmm. I'm going to say D. It's, it's pretty tough to... It has to be all of them. It is all of the above. Yeah. That was correct. Um, One of the major reasons that jackalopes, got some yays, are endangered is thought to be prohibition. That was a big problem because of how much they love whiskey. Oh, yes. So when prohibition happened, they started dying off because no one was feeding them. They they are known for their drinking problems. But they're also super confused by full moons. Their drinking problem is actually what took down America's Funniest Home Videos. Mm-hmm. Wait, which version? Explain. Bob Saget? Saget. Oh, okay. Explain. Oh, well, you know, they had the segment where when they were running short on, like, phony weddings and birthday parties, mm-hmm. they, somebody would edit in together this jackalope footage oh, of yeah. a documentary, and it would go, <laughs> and then it would, like, run, run around. Right. We should have that jackalope on the show sometime. Yeah. That and the blob together. The jackalope can feed him little jelly beans. I talk like this. <laughs> I did a real bad impression. Uh, Why, um, Bo? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best can be. Well, Jackson, you got two out of three on your quiz. Yay. Yay. For that, you get... Us to answer your paranormal problem. Oh wow! That and the small fee. Mm-hmm, that small plus, fee. well, we aren't giving you a fee. You pay us a fee, a small fee, which may be really big to you. We don't know how much money you make. Uh, I imagine millions. Yeah, you're in way the, more. You're you're a writer. You're a writer in the <laughs> in the city of Los Angeles, in the city of Hollywood, California. Do you mm. guys know how much they sold Deja Vu for, starring Denzel Washington? How much? Four million dollars. The script. Uh, yep. And you wrote that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was all me. A lot of times when I run out of money here, I just go down to Prices Right. Mm-hmm. We win prizes, get some money, get a new car. Yeah. There's a lot of every vacation. Citizen of Los Angeles, wealthy. Yeah, it's a cheap way to cheap, easy way to get some cash, or just write a script and you just sell it for like four million dollars. It's really easy. It's First draft. Like, yeah, just just send it off. Just. Just crank it out. You do have a movie that you're about to shoot. That's true. What's it called? Uh, right now, the working title is The Hollywood Reboot. And should I tell you what it's about? I just am going to assume it's about like someone who like makes, like repairs boots. Exactly. Yeah, it's, a, <laughs> it's about a boot repair shop. And uh, it's pretty... Mm-hmm. In Hollywood. Pretty, yeah, in Hollywood. And there's a lot of, uh, a lot of people on the street rolling in. That's pretty wild. People on the streets. 
What is it really about? Do you know? well, uh, it's about four nerds who kidnap a hack director to prevent him from remaking their favorite movie. It's a good plot. It is. So that was another four million. About yeah. four in the pocket. A couple four millions. A lot more than that. Oh yeah. But you got to adjust for inflation. Oh, so now it's like worth like. Fourteen million. Whoa! That was ten years ago with Deja Vu. Mm. They keep going up. That's good. Well, oh. then you should be able to afford our services. Tell us what your paranormal problem is. So, essentially, a long time ago, I uh, uh, briefly flatlined after uh, a car accident. Oh. I got hit by a car. Flatline, mm. kind of haven't been the same since. Can't imagine you would be. No, no. And uh, since then, I've sort of like been able to see ghosts around and communicate with them, and no one else can. But occasionally, they can inhabit my body for a set amount of time for ah. you know half an hour or so. Okay. And. Um, in that, you know, I learn a lot about them. I become the person, and you know, we have, there's kind of a, a communication between us. But basically, uh, this old friend of mine passed away. His ghost came to me from a car wreck. Also, no, not from a car wreck. Where from? He died from diabetes. Diabetes, oh, killer disease. Exactly. It's the silent killer. That's what we call it here. Indeed. That and ghosts are silent killers. Ghosts. Uh, I, I've not run into any evil ghosts. Yet. Okay, that's good. So your friend died of diabetes, and he came to you. Yes, and he wanted to make love to his wife, oh. which he had to use my body to do that. Ex-wife. Yeah, was ex-wife. Widow. His widow. Yeah. Mm, sure. Ooh, that's a scary ghost noise. Very spooky. Sounds like a big guy. <laughs> yeah, he does sound kind of like a big guy. He, uh, he was one of those skinny fat guys. Mm, yeah, skinny fat. Yeah. He, uh, you know, he just was very unhealthy. Mm. Because he's diabetes. Exactly. Gotcha. Did he lose any limbs before he died? Uh, I believe he had to lose his, his toe. Mm. Whenever he inhabits your body, do you feel like you can't have control of your toe anymore? Mm. Mm. Not, not yet. Okay. But maybe. Maybe if he stays in there too long, that'll, that'll start happening. So this sounds like a great deal, Jackson. You almost died, but you didn't die, so that's a great deal. And then your buddy died, and you get to um, have sex with his good-looking wife. Yeah, you're like a surrogate. I just assume she's good-looking. Is she, she good-looking? She's very good-looking. Okay. And also much younger than him. Oh. Much she's younger like than a, you? She's No, no, no. She's like a bit of a trophy wife. Oh. I think that's what they're called. Over 18? Yeah. <laughs> she's like 23. No, not interested. Okay. Not okay. interested? Too old for you? So this just sounds like you're living the life. I don't understand what the problem would be here. The problem is that we've started to form feelings for one another. Oh. And then the husband was very jealous. Oh, Skinny Fat's not happy with that. No, and he's and since he can, you know. Whoa. Jeez, I wish you hadn't brought him with you. I know you're not a big name dropper, but was it John Candy? It was. Oh. I thought so. I would just call him Fat Fat. Oh, that's so mean. Okay. He was, a, he, was a, he was trying to be PC. Thanks. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So John Candy. I, I didn't want to hurt his feelings, but. So, so you, you and John Candy's trophy wife have started to develop feelings for each other. Mm-hmm. 
And then, and so, wow, you think you're going to have to tell John Kennedy? You have to get well, out of the situation? Knows. Oh, he knows, and he's yeah. pissed. Because I want to oh. get this detailed down right here. So, this is how it works. You go to her house, chat her up. How's your day? Oh, let's have a nice dinner with a little bit of wine. Mm-hmm. You only got 30. And then you eat, like, chocolate and oysters and things that are known aphrodisiacs. Afro. Asparaguses. Makes your pee stink. Lemon pies <laughs> and jelly beans. So you get, and then you only got thirty minutes. Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Maybe, but like, but I can keep going after that. If oh, because oh. it's like, but he only gets brag the alert. No, I'm not brag alert. I'm gonna say 30, is it thirty-one minutes? <laughs> is it because <laughs> your boners last? Longer or because his ghost boners, his ghost like, boners bring you up to thirty minutes, and then you're like, yeah, and then your boners back, one minute. Yeah, Wait, my boner is like one when minute. a ghost inhabits your body, you get double the amount. You get however much his boners last plus your boners. That's yeah, the way it works. Exactly. You get double. well, no. <laughs> you get the powers of the ghost. It boner. sounds like yeah. It's like you get as many boner minutes as he would have. Okay, he's in your body for thirty minutes. Okay. So say he runs out of juice at minute seven. Okay. And then you got 23 minutes left to just be like, oh, that was fun for me. And then, and then, and then, well, that's what he says. And then he jumps out of the body and however many boners you got left on your own Of your own boner. Then you just pick up from there. If you can convince the person to continue, Uh which sounds unethical in this situation. Right. It it is unethical. But she's okay with it. Yeah, I mean it's you know these things can start out and uh, kind of a, a with good intentions and then they can get a little messy over time. What is the good intention of having sex with a dead man's wife when he, he didn't approve it? Well, no, 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 because he approved it. Approved he it. wanted to, so he could move and, on. Uh, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But, sounds but he like hasn't he, moved on. No, yet. he keeps he keeps coming back for he, more. He's mm-hmm. almost an angel. But she, oh yeah. Angels hate him, but she cannot. She seems to have moved on. Yes, to you. Exactly. That's very messy. This is such a messy situation you've gotten yourself in. Let me ask you a quick question, just a little rewind. When you almost died in that car wreck, are you sure you're not a ghost? Uh, I'm pretty sure because I can, I can pick this up. You're corporeal. Yeah. Okay, I'm just checking. Oh, you think so? I'm just checking. No, I, no. I don't think so because they, yeah, they, they you, revived me successfully. They revived you. Okay, I'm just checking to make sure sometimes, you know, if you were a ghost, this would be like less of an issue because, you know, the ghost, the spirit world has a lot to be jealous of because you can like pick up things, have sex with wives, you know, drive a car, like things like that. Like they get really jealous of that kind of stuff. But if you were a ghost, it wouldn't be such an issue, but it turns out you're not. So. Uh, what other ghosts have you helped? Hmm. Oh, that's a great question. Mm-hmm. Uh, I Are you like that little boy on um, Sixth Sense? It's a great documentary, Sixth Sense. But he was dead, just so you no, know. No, no. No, he wasn't dead. The, I thought uh, the Bruce twist. Willis was dead. Bruce Willis? I think Dr. the twist is that everyone is dead in the whole movie. I think the twist is that Dr. Bruce Willis mm, was dead. We can agree to disagree on that. Uh, who else have I helped? I'll call him Knight and figure it out. I yeah. helped a... Uh, call him a Knight. I helped a woman <laughs> call him at midnight. Her husband killed her for an insurance scam. Oh, and did you kill the husband? No, but <laughs> no, 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 no. But he he got busted. <laughs> and I went to jail. Like oh, you like you took the the evidence to the police? Exactly. Wow. With her in my body. 
Oh. Like she took over and took did, him down. Did you walk really sexy when she was in your body? Very much so. Oh, yeah. You walked different. Did you talk in a high-pitched voice like this? Uh, <laughs> I did. Southern accent. Was she Southern? <laughs> she, uh, I just assume. No, I just no, assume. no, no. She wasn't Southern. She was from... Um, Armenia. Not Armenia. Uh, <laughs> upstate New York. Just start naming places. Maybe you'll hit. I know you're a psychic. Armenia. I mean, I knew she was from upstate New York, but I just like doing a southern accent. Yeah, it's, it's hard to do upstate New York. People yeah. get it confused with Long Island. Exactly. That's definitely not as far Island. north as these states go. Mm. Oh yeah, accent wise. Okay, so this seems like a big problem. Well, we have so many calls. The phone line is just lighting up. I just cannot believe how many calls we have. Caller. Caller, can we get some Kiki? Can we get some calls on the air? Caller, can you hear me? Hello, this is Estelle Butler calling from Pittsburgh, North Carolina. I'm a long-time listener, first-time caller. I get really shy about this sort of thing, but once I heard your story, I just had to call in. Now, I'm a disciple at Emmanuel's Evangelical Church here in Pittsburgh, North Carolina. I'm also half psychic myself, so I'm very familiar with what you're going through. And I must say, everybody knows ghosts don't exist, so what you're really dealing with here is possession by a demon, by the devil himself. Your sin is the real problem, and until you get right with the Lord, this haunting will not stop. You need to simply stop fornicating. And you need to find some devices for self-punishment to cleanse yourself and get right with the Lord. Now, I don't know exactly where you live, but here in Pittsburgh, North Carolina, we've got a great little Christian shop called Adam Eve. I think they even have a website, AdamEve.com. It's a great place to go to get everything you need for cleansing, for exorcist. Now, what you need to do, you go on to AdamEve.com, you order yourself a Raging Stallion Jackboot Paddle. It's my favorite. You need to find yourself a big, strong, Christian man. Now, it's important here that you do this outside of the bedroom. Because if you do this in the bedroom, this is going to open up a whole other world of sin. You get that strong Christian man to get that Raging Stallion Jackboot Paddle. Now you say the rosary as he's paddling you, and I'm telling you, ten times through, and you will be saved. And this haunting will stop, and you will be right with the Lord. Guarantee. I've actually been to that church. Wow. And whenever they told me, this is how you get saved, we're going to pull out a paddle <coughs> and spank your bottom mm-hmm. in front of the congregation while you say the rosary. Mm-hmm. I promptly left because I thought this is some sort of scam. Do Do you think uh, she mentioned like a strapping Christian man? Do you think uh, Kirk Cameron might be available oh. to do this? Oh. You know, we had a falling out with him on the show, so we don't really know him very well anymore. I heard he had a sad birthday party a long time ago. A sad birthday party? Yeah, at his local church group. Oh, what was sad about it? He was the only person there. And there were actually no, there were two people there, but he was, was lighting his birthday candles, and it looked pretty empty. So I think maybe you guys could, you know, maybe we could give him a call. Give him a call. Maybe we and should say, give hey, him a call. Maybe we could be. 
buddies again. He's Ooh. good. Zane calls him up sometimes when he has an angel problem. I do. Yes. He knows more about angels than Tony Kushner. Listen. Than anyone. I have a few things to say about this southern lady whose accent did not seem real. Um, first of all, she said she's a half psychic. And as a psychic, I will tell you that we really look down on half psychics. I agree. Because half psychics, they don't use all, they just use like two of their senses. They use like smell and taste or something instead of like being able to like really see into the past, see, smell, taste, hear, and feel. So it's like, we're just like not interested in all of that. So I don't even know if I believe anything she says. Second of all, she thinks that you may be possessed by a demon. Well, here's the problem with that. Okay. When I was very young, I was baptized, so I can't be possessed by a demon. Only True. by ghosts. Yeah. Only but by were you ghosts. Pad- were you paddled sexually? Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe my mom spanked me with a wooden spoon when I was when I misbehaved as a small child. <laughs> did you notice he said sexually? Uh, did I say sexually? No, no, I did. No. Well, I mean, I guess I guess it, it could be in. Interpreted that way. I don't think that was what she she intended. Though I'm sending this podcast to your mother. TMI. Yeah, I think she she'd probably be disappointed. Oh, okay. <laughs> or disappointed most, in me, not in you guys. Most moms are. Yeah. yeah. Disappointed in Jackson. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty much the standard. So, when was the last time you were paddled by a strapping young Christian man, though? Just to just in case it is a demon. Uh, you know, I think probably ninth grade or so. Okay, I went to I went to high school in Tucson, Arizona. Oh, sure. A very very heavy religious area. Hmm. Well, I think that that's probably recent enough, so I don't think you probably have a demon in you. I no. think that that lady was getting a little preachy, and also she made reference to AdamandEve dot com, which Adam and Eve or Adam and Steve. That's what I want to know. Mm-hmm. That's the real question. Robots with more ones than zeros, or robots with ones, and then robots also with zeros and ones. Or just robots with all ones. That just sounds weenies. really... <laughs> <laughs> that sounds really scary. Yeah. Well, lady, uh, Miss Estelle, whatever, whatever your name was, we appreciate that call, but we're just going to say this to you. Nope. Thanks, Wrong. but no thanks. Thanks, but no thanks. Um, spanks, do, but no spanks. Do we want to take another call, Jackson? You want to hear another call, see if we have some more opinions about what's going on? Sure. Okay. Lay it on me. Hey there, Mystic Party. This is uh, Clive. Mm-hmm. I'm an interstellar bounty hunter. Oh, I can't really tell you where I'm from, just to protect my myself and oh, my, my loved ones. Mm-hmm. Um Jackson's problem here, you've got a really special one. I dealt with this a lot in my early 20s. I had a few possessions of my own that were making me do things I probably shouldn't have been doing. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think really your your best course of action here is uh, you got to kill her. Mm. You know, really it's it's all about giving him what he wants you know and uh, it's not really fair to her but at the same time like you got to take care of yourself so uh keep a log of when you're you know getting possessed when the possessions are happening and you're being taken over i'd uh oh. keep track of that figure out a time that would be best where you're you know not going to be interrupted to carry this out and i'd you know Turn on some slow music, light some candles, maybe scratch her back a little bit, um, suck her toes if that's what she's into, and then, you know, maybe uh, maybe right in the middle of a kiss. I know it's a little dramatic, but uh, knife her right in the back. 
it's kind of ugly. Sounds like it. You know, it's not it's not going to be pretty. But uh, I think I really it's your only your only option at this point is uh, she's got to go. Um, you know. When the job's done, I would use a little bleach. Uh, I know it's a little archaic, but bleach really works well. Maybe with, you know, especially if there's going to be blood. Uh, you know, use the bleach. And uh, Swiffer is really, really works miracles. Uh, you know, cleaning up Swiffer. everything, all those little particles of just whatever, you, whatever you're trying to get rid of. One of our it's really, uh, really the best. The, the so I uh, hope, this, hope this helps you out, man. And uh, you guys have a really great day. Thank you. Well, you're, thanks for calling, Bounty Hunter. That's a Clive the Bounty Hunter. Clive, Clive sounds like he lives an interesting life. So his suggestion is: is you go in for a great big kissy and knife right in the back, never right in the back. Yeah, I, I don't think I'd be comfortable doing. How that. many murders have you committed since, like, as a as a possessed, um, a person who gets possessed by ghosts? Zero. Zero all, murders. All, all the people that have possessed me are uh, pacifists. Wrong. Oh. Or. They've, uh, you know, they're they're all good people. So no murders, but like for no. revenge purposes. Yeah, yeah. Because well, I mean, you're still good if you have a revenge murder. You're still like. Is murder ever justified, Jackson Stewart? <laughs> I believe so. I watched this movie called Death Wish, starring Charles Bronson, mm-hmm. and I believe he had a great reason to become a vigilante and take out the uh, low life scum of 1970s New York City. I'm glad you based your uh, morality on... Um, a Charles Bronson film? Ch- Charles Bronson films, yeah. Yes. Wow. It, it seemed natural. My my dad watched a lot of those when I grew up. Mm. So so it is sometimes justified. Yeah. And Did in you this watch situation- Death Wish 3? That's, that, is, that the, is that the one where he like moves into the uh, ghetto? Yes, and then there's the the, giggler. the old people. The giggler steals his uh, camera, and he busts out a forty four Magnum and shoots him in the back as he runs away. And the neighborhood cheers for him right after that. And they hail him a hero, as they would in real life. Okay, enough name dropping. <laughs> no more gigglers. <laughs> Let's leave the giggler out of this. Let's get back to the murdering. I think that this might be your solution, because... Actually, I'll go further than that. Mm-hmm. This is your solution. Oh. Because, think about it. What else? There's really no other way around it. You need to reunite the widow with the ghost. Oh, it's so sweet. It's romantic. Yeah. Do you think that would be like well, kind of romantic? Or here's the thing. You may want to be... Do you want to be with this woman? I, I, I want to be with her now. Oh. Have you ever seen the movie Ghost? Yes. Good movie. Well, that's the way it ends. Well, Patrick no. Swayze <laughs> well, ends up s- having surrogate sex with Oprah Winfrey. Exactly. Uh-huh. And then she stabs him 37 times. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then he goes and joins his lover. Yeah. And it's one of the most romantic films of all time. Of all time. And they made it into a recent musical stage A Broadway play. musical. Yes. And I hear there's a sequel in the works. I hear no, I'm joking. I hear that Patrick Swayze actually is the ghost in the musical. Oh shit. Maybe. He plays the ghost. Yeah. 
He's uh, you know, he he never got away from his roots. He seems like a really good guy. He doesn't seem ashamed of any of his past work. So, well, I, we're not asking you to kill Patrick Swayze. I uh, saw. I would, I would never do that. I saw an episode. I, I think it was Entertainment Tonight one time where Patrick Swayze. Oh, there's this autistic girl who really had a strong connection to Patrick Swayze, and every time he was on TV, she would dance and dance. And she loved Patrick Swayze so much. He brought so much joy to her life. And then Entertainment Tonight, or some shit like this, they brought them together mm. after Dirty Dancing, and they danced. That's he great. danced with that autistic girl. That's he seems well, on a runway, and then he flew off in a plane. He seems like a really nice guy, or he seems like a really nice he, guy. I don't know about his ghost now, but. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Look, no one here is saying that Patrick Swayze is not a r- nice guy. What we're saying is that you should kill your lover. Well, I, I've, I've normally reserved that thought for, for ex-lovers. But mm. if it's what she really wants, then that might be a different story. In Jumpin' Jack Flash, Oprah Winfrey... Plays the lover of Ted Danson. And she ends up having to stab him to death 37 times. <laughs> in the dick. Whoa. In the one. That was in the first draft. It got rewritten. The studio had some notes about that. Yeah, but the four mil was already in the they, bank. They paid him another four mil. Yeah. Here's a rewrite fee. That's the thing in Hollywood. It's, if you want to rewrite, it's going to cost you four million. A lot of writers... Here's some advice to young writers. Mm-hmm. Writers... Horrible script. You're gonna make more money doing the rewrites after you sell the first four million. Hope yeah. you guys are writing this down. Write that write, down and sell it. Write a terrible script. Uh, get it on the science fiction channel, mm-hmm. and then seven other people will rewrite it. Texan, you. you wrote a movie for the science fiction channel. I did. Past to great. It's about aliens. It was about aliens. I believe it was called Aliens in America. <laughs> no, it's called. <laughs> It was called uh, Invasion Roswell, and it was a sequel to Roswell, the popular Katherine Heigl show from the late nineties. Oh, great! She's big. She's a friend of the show. We love her. Yeah, she's oh, Catherine. She's. I've heard she's. Uh, we like she's to call very her tall. We like to call uh, her Heigy. I call. I like to call her Katie. Yeah, we like to call her Heigy because we're closer. Yeah. Well. Um. Let's get back to let's let's get back to this problem because folks who are listening to this podcast they didn't step in here to give some screenwriting advice. A lot of people are having the similar problem at home and they're looking to solve it. Yeah, exactly. If you want some screenwriting advice, I would say go to Broken Projector Podcast. Oh yeah, we just did that one. Oh, but if you want screenwriting advice, mm-hmm. go to a little book called "Save the Cat Goes to the Movies." <laughs> the sequel to "Save the Cat." Save the cat gets stabbed 37 times. It was written by the greatest screenwriter of the 1990s, mm-hmm. the dude who wrote Blank Check. Oprah Winfrey. Oprah Winfrey. Yeah, so. <laughs> that, that dude. Act one, anything you want. Act mm-hmm. two, some stuff happens. Act, Act three, three, it's resolved. Stabbed in the dick 37 times. <laughs> <laughs> Best seller. Mm-hmm. You end a movie with that. Yeah. <laughs> So, for at least two million. All right, Jackson. We're going to, I think, Zane, 
maybe we should admit that this is not the best course of action, which we don't admit very often. We don't. Sometimes we give people advice, they don't take it, and then we just kick them out. But know. for you, I'm going to say let's take a different course of action. I think you have to have a talk with your ghosty friend. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Maybe you can do some some therapy sessions. And I think we should do uh, right now a little... Um, we should we should act it out. We should do a little horseplay. Horseplay Horseplay's not the right word. <laughs> it is a great word. Okay, that's what I'm going to call it. Horseplay. Horseplay. Zane's going to play the role of your ghost friend, John Candy. Okay. And I'm going to play the role of a 23-year-old girl that, that was married to John Candy. All right. And now what you need to do is break up with both of them. Oh, wow. Or That's going to make me sad. Tell John Candy that you're sleeping with his wife. I'll, I'll, I'll tell him I'm sleeping okay. with his wife. Zayden, are you ready? Do you need to get into character? <clears throat> hey, Jackson. I just got off of the set of Uncle Book, and I just got hit in the head with a bowling ball. I'd like you to screw my wife a little more later this afternoon so I can get sexual experiences from beyond the grave. I'm also down for that. I'm really upset, though, if you have your own boner before or after (laughs) my boner goes away. And if you have any strong emotions... Oh, if you have any strong emotions brought on by the aphrodisiacs confusing your body and think you might be in love, suppress those emotions. Do your best to treat your friend right. Jackson, do you have anything to say? Well, I I would love to help you out there. I... Unfortunately, being that your wife and I are still among the living, we've developed feelings for one another. And even though you can, you know, you're, it's totally cool for you to use my body whenever you want. You need to, like, go to the store, ride on the go-karts or whatever, play some video games. For 30 minutes at a time. 30 minutes at a time. You will permit me this violation of your basic <coughs> consciousness. Thank you. You're, Such a great friend. You're you're quite welcome. Unfortunately, I think you we both probably agree that your wife should be happy. And whether that's with me or whether that's if she's dead and a ghost so she can be with you, I think that would be I, I think that's the primary concern. I have a modest proposal. <laughs> Please kill her so I can be with her. <laughs> Forever. I bought a cemetery plot with me and one, her, and the next one. But she's not in hers yet. Would you please lay in my cemetery plot and then put her in the other one? Okay. And I'll possess your body and I can look at her in her plot. Because I can't see her through my ghost eyes. Oh, wow. And I want to know she's in there for all eternity. No tricks. I'm, I play the role of the wife. And I would also like you to kill me. Because this life is very lonely without a fat skinny man by my side. <laughs> making lots of jokes. And doing heroin. 
Do you think those aren't pillows? John, I just had a thought. Do you think it's weird that, you know, since you had a weight problem, your last name was Candy? There was a great and sad irony (laughs) to my family name. My father was a candy. My grandfather was a candy. And my great-grandfather was a candy. Before that, we were Jews, and we were the candy months. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what that has to do with my... It, it, it doesn't matter. Jackson, it's time to kill me. Just kill, kill me. Kill me. Oh. Kill me. Oh, let me ask. <laughs> <laughs> Here, here's my problem with killing you. Uh-huh. Once that happens, it's going to be a stain on my soul, and then I'm going to have to go to hell forever. But then you Can't don't you have just, to deal with any angels. Can't you just um, eat really unhealthy and... Maybe start doing some drugs. Hmm. You could. I mean, you could get it out of the way pretty quick. Jackson, this is this is Bria speaking again. Okay. When a ghost asks you to do something, you do it. Thank you. All right. So. Just like in Quantum Leap. Yeah. There were some very uncomfortable situations that that guy got Scott into. Scott Bakula. Scott Bakula. <laughs> Great grandson of Scott Dracula. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he, they, ke- they kept the first names in that family line. It's like when his grandfather was a Scott. Mm-hmm. Anyways, sometimes it would get in very difficult situations. Like, I'm a clan member and I have to start a lynching, mm-hmm. or I'm a astronaut and I have to. Pretend like Area 51 didn't happen. Mm-hmm. These kind of things. Did. Yeah, and so in the same way that he treated those problems without um, any moral inclinations. <coughs> I must kill your wife. Yay! Yay! Yay. This role playing worked perfectly. It really did. We always find that horse playing works really well. It's. Look at the audience giving you. Thank you, audience, for giving you so many claps. I'm going to have to work myself into a Mel Gibson-level rage, though, beforehand. (laughs) Well, I think that that should be a possibility. All Uh, you have to do is think about how much... Aramaic lessons are going to (laughs) cost. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Well, Jackson... glad we didn't make a Holocaust-denying joke. Oh, that was good. That would have been a better one. Oh, wait, does there? Can we just go back? Played, played. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Holocaust, so, played. Holocaust and prison rape. Don't <laughs> joke about it. But <laughs> diarrhea and ghost diarrhea, ghost boner. <laughs> those things are all fair game. Exactly. This was a rather blue episode. This was rather blue. We'll put that at the beginning. Yes. No, it says explicit won't. on our <laughs> iTunes page. Does it really? But we never are. Jackson, I'm definitely subscribing. I have one thing I need to say to you. Let's hear it. You're welcome. Oh. Okay. You were welcome from the Mystic Party. <laughs> and the invoice is in your inbox. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Kiki's sending it right now. I'll send it to my lawyer. Great. I don't, I don't deal with any of that. Oh, God. Too mm, rich. Too much money. What to do when you have too much money? That's the next uh, episode of the Mystic Party. That probably all have. 
Let's face it. Los Angeles, city of money. Exactly. Thanks for listening to the Mystic Party. Please like and subscribe. And if you like us, write a really good review for us on iTunes. Tell your friends. Tell your cousins. Tell your next door neighbor. Mm-hmm. Mystic Party. Tell your ghost friends. Tell your ghost cousins. Tell your ghost next door neighbor. Mystic Party on iTunes. Thanks for listening. Ow! <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Mystic Party. Hey, baseball junkies, check out Duck Snort, a baseball podcast for people who can't get enough baseball. We talk with baseball fans and pros to bring you funny and thought-provoking conversations about America's pastime. Like whether Mike Trout or Madison Bumgarner would win a skills competition. Or if Bartolo Colon is a cyborg who will pitch until he's 100. So subscribe to Duck Snort in Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcasting app. Or visit DuckSnortPodcast.com. Security Agency to assess and flag citizens of the country who may present a threat to its security. The NSA has clearance to wiretap by any means necessary. Tapped. Incidental recordings of private conversations from the files of the NSA. Now on feralaudio.com.